Jackson. And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. How y'all doing? How was your weekend? Probably one of the most draining weekends. One of the most saddening, exhausting weekends I've lived through. I'm not old enough to remember 9-11. I feel like my life at 22 years old hasn't had a whole lot of tragedy. I haven't had to see too many things. I haven't had to live through at least a war like the Vietnam War, World War II, or World War I. This last week and this last weekend was... One of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had to live through. And for my job, for this show, I'm always keeping myself in the loop. I'm staying on Twitter. I'm learning. I'm reading. I'm staying up to date so I can form an opinion, so I can form a take and be educated to discuss what's going on on this show. Normally, that's sports, although in 2020, I'm not sure what anything means anymore. With no live sports, and we're living in a pandemic, so sports hosts now need to talk about a pandemic and need to talk about public health and how that affects the world of sports. And now we've put the pandemic aside and people like myself who would normally be talking about sports are now having to talk about race issues and United States history and police policy and politics. 2020 has been a weird year. So I challenge you today to get weird, to get with the times and, and maybe sports radio isn't your thing. Maybe talk radio isn't your thing. If that's the case, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you've tuned in. But because it's 2020, because this has been a weird year in which all rules have been thrown out the window, I'm going to ask you to do something today that maybe you've never done in your entire life, and that's call in. And that's call it. Pick up the phone and call me. Give me a call. Give me a text on the five-star telecom talking text line. I'm going to welcome you in in about 10 minutes. Here's how today's show is going to go. Normally, I spend a lot of time preparing for the show. I have a detailed sheet of notes, a detailed rundown with an exact order of how it's going to go, of what topics we're going to cover, when we're going to cover them. And I prepared a lot for today's show, did a lot of research, did a lot of reading, which was painful, which was difficult, because reading about the Packers' offensive line is interesting. It's lighthearted. It doesn't have any sort of uh, impact on my values or my beliefs. Getting into politics and what's been going on in the last week or so in our country has been really, really disheartening. And I've prepared, and I've read, and I'd like to think that I'm equipped to have this conversation. But the notes for today's show and the exact order of how this is going to go, it's it's wide open, which I never do. I, I don't Live radio, especially when you're doing it by yourself, you, you can't leave that to chance because if I run out of stuff to say, it's just me. There's, there's no producer to fall back on. There's no guarantee I'm going to get phone calls or texts. I don't want to play an entire... Mike Pettin press conference to fill a half hour. I never do this. And yet today I've left a lot of space. We're going to talk about baseball coming up in a half hour, maybe. We'll see. But I want to start with, in my opinion, and I think it's the correct opinion, the only topic of conversation that we should be concerning ourselves with. Outside of being able to feed our family, see our, see our family, right? And the four walls, right? Our home, our food, our, our transportation, our work. Yeah, I get that's all important. But outside of that, outside of our little nucleus of our human life, this is the only thing that matters right now. So to come on here and to complain about the newest Major League Baseball proposal, about the players or the owners being greedy, it just it just feels wrong. It feels tone deaf. 
And today the show feels hollow, which is why I'm going to call on you to make it worthwhile. I'm going to call on you. And coming up in about 10 minutes, I'm going to hit you over the head with a phone number, a bunch. Either pick up the phone and call me. There's no time limit. I'll I'll talk to you for minutes today. If we get on a good conversation, I'm not going to wrap you up. I'm not going to say, hey, appreciate the phone call. No, I want to have a dialogue today. Without you, the show is going to feel kind of hollow today. And that's not because I didn't prepare. It's not because I'm not excited to be here. It's just the state of things. This is the Wisco Sports Show. You're listening to WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Like I said, we, we might get to baseball later. We'll see how the show goes. But I want to invite you in today. Before I do, I, I want to share with you some of my thoughts. Normally, I like to have a take. I like to have an opinion. And I like to build it up and provide evidence, provide an example, maybe fit a joke in there. I, I don't know. That's normally what I do. Today, I, it's not as organized. It's well thought out. It's not as organized. It's not as clever. I don't have some funny story to tell. I just want to share with you what I think. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. I'm not looking to tell anybody how to live their life, how to feel, how to think. But after the last couple of days, a lot of reading, a lot of contemplation, this is what I've come up with, okay? And in about 10 minutes, I want to welcome you in. Black folks are marching. They are protesting for their rights, for their lives, their right to be alive right, in the current state of our country and in the police state that we live in, where there is systemic, oppressive racism put upon black folks every single day. And it's not just black folks, but it's mostly black folks protesting. And I, and I hold white folks and people in other situations and races in really high regard who have put themselves out there in a hostile environment to stand with their, their black brothers and sisters in this situation. And black folks are leading this charge, but it's going to take more. It's going to take the majority. It's not just going to take the minority. It's going to take the majority. It's going to take us. I don't have a a, a start-to-finish, full-scale plan of how we can defeat racism in this country. And by we, I mean myself as a white man. And judging on my experience with the cross and, and hardcore demographic data, most of this town is white as well. As far as diversity goes, we're not exactly the most diverse town in the state. And... That's not a bad thing, inherently. A lack of diversity isn't a bad thing. But we need to recognize that lack of diversity. And think about our role in all of this. I don't have a start-to-finish plan. I don't have bullet points. This isn't a normal show today. I have some thoughts, and I want to share them. About what we can do as white people. And as a white person, I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. But I think I have some answers. Some things we need to stop doing starting now, starting today at 5.13 p.m. Or if you're listening to this podcast, whenever you may be listening. Now, we need to start this now. We need to stop changing the conversation. And I talked about this last Friday. And then after this weekend, I felt the need to bring it up again. We need to stop changing the conversation from police brutality and black men and women being killed in the streets We change the conversation to the merit of a riot and the morality of looting and burning down a building. And we ask questions like, well, was he resisting? What was going on before the camera started? Was he intoxicated, right? The Hennepin County autopsy said, well, he had possible intoxicants in his system, which is a load of crap. Because if you don't know which intoxicant, you should never mention it in the first place. Stop changing the conversation from the issue at hand the issue that was the issue at hand 
during the Ferguson unrest, during what happened in Baltimore after the, the Freddie Gray murder, and now in the Twin Cities. Stop changing the conversation to a simpler, easier conversation. Have that difficult conversation. Don't change it. We need to stop doing that. We need to stop moving the goalpost. This is something that's been going on longer than I've been alive, but there's plenty of evidence in the last 20 years. Right? If you remember during the 68 Olympics, maybe you were alive, maybe you weren't, maybe you learned about it in school. Remember they raised a fist, right, in protest on the Olympic stage? Tommy Smith and John Carlos, they raised their hand with the black gloves. They were hated. They were disgraced. That's as, that's as peaceful as it gets and as simple as it gets. I wouldn't even argue that that protest is taking attention away from the Olympics or from the country. It's a simple gesture, and they were hated for it. But that was a peaceful protest, right? Everybody in 2020, that's all we're asking for is a peaceful protest. Well, we didn't want it in 1968. We didn't want it in 2016 with Colin Kaepernick, of which kneeling on a sideline is as peaceful as it gets and as simple as it gets. I wouldn't say it's a major distraction. We turned it into one, but that's not how it started. It was simple, to the point, concise. We didn't like it. Yeah, well, we like the peaceful protest, but not at work. Not on TV where we can see. Okay. Well, now in 2020, we're getting some protests that are peaceful and we're upset about it. Well, maybe we should have paid attention in 1968. Maybe we should have paid attention in 2016. What about when Martin Luther King Jr. was killed? Everybody likes to cite MLK now, right? About peaceful protest. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Stop burning down a building. Yeah, well, you know what we did to Martin Luther King Jr.? We killed him. And most people hated him at the time. So we all look back fondly about this time where MLK had everything right, and, and I like to, to, to reference him today. Yeah, well, white people hated MLK. They killed him. We move the goalposts every time we do this. And, and black folk have just got to feel like, are you kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? We were peaceful in 68. You hated it. Martin Luther King did nothing but, but preach peaceful protests, and you killed him for it. Colin Kaepernick has been disgraced since 2016. For a peaceful protest. We keep moving the goalposts. Stop it. Stop justifying everything that we have ever done as the majority. As white people. It's okay to make mistakes. Everybody does it. But this idea that we need to go back and, 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 and revise history. Well, actually at the time, people liked MLK. Well, no, they didn't. Well, actually at the time, the, the 1968 Olympic protest, we, we looked at it fondly. No, we didn't. Well, actually, when Kaepernick was kneeling, I, I wasn't... No, you hated him. Everybody hated him. That's okay to admit. It's okay to say we were wrong. We were wrong to discard the protests in 68 and in 2016. We were wrong to get angry. We were wrong to be racist. Racism is not okay. But admitting to a mistake, especially one that was 40 years ago, 30 years ago, or in the case of Colin Kaepernick, four years ago, admit your mistake. Stop trying to justify it. Just say we were wrong. Say we were bad. Say this country was built incorrectly so we can address it. We don't have to justify everything. We can make mistakes. Human beings are flawed creatures. Whether you are a man or woman of faith or whether you have some sort of alternative spirituality or no spirituality at all. It doesn't matter. You know what? All unites human beings is our tendency to make mistakes. Admit it. Admit it. It's fine but we want to prevent it moving forward. And the last thing we can do, and this is simple as simple gets, vote. And not just for president. Not just for president. I know everybody wants Donald Trump out. And after the weekend we just had, that's 100% understandable. But acting like 
Getting up in arms only and only over the presidential election is going to make a difference. It's not. In fact, President Obama wrote a piece on Medium. You should write, you should read it if you haven't. I believe he tweeted it out either yesterday or today. And he brought up the fact that it's actually not the president, but it's your mayor and your county executive board that appoints the police chief and deals with the police union. It's the district attorney and the state attorneys that investigate police matters of misconduct. It's not your president. It's not even your state congressman or your representatives. It's your county board members. It's your mayor, like Mayor Cabot. It's the district attorney. It's the state attorney's local elections. Maybe as our country on a grand landscape is in trouble right now, the best thing to do would be look at our own communities. In fact, I think that's always the solution, and it's, it's sometimes hard to come to that conclusion. Look at our community. Look at the people we live directly next door to, the people that our kids go to school with or that you work with, and the, the individuals who work and are elected officials in your city because they're the ones that make the difference. Vote. We got to stop changing the conversation. We got to stop moving the goalposts. Stop justifying everything that white people have ever done. It's okay to make mistakes. I'm a Christian. I believe that human beings are flawed individuals, and we can only, we only achieve righteousness through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not everybody believes that, but I would wager that no matter if you're faithful or not faithful, if you're agnostic, if you're atheist, it doesn't matter. I think we can all agree right now that human beings are flawed individuals, and that's okay to admit. That's okay. That's a great first step. And we need to vote. And we need to vote. Local. Not just, not just for president. Not just for vice president. But locally. Because those are the elections that have huge impact. Okay, we got to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk to you. Really, I want to take some phone calls. I want to leave you with, with two quotes. Actually, we'll get to the quotes on the other side. We'll set things up. I've talked long enough. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. 608-796-2558. Give me a text. Give me a call. Let's have a difficult conversation. It's not an easy conversation to have, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have it because the more we treat this as normal and the more we try to move on with our normal lives, the more normal this becomes. And we'll be back here, right here, talking about the same thing before you know it. And I don't think that's something that anybody wants. More of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next on WKTY. Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. I hope your week is off to, well, as good a start as your week can be off to. Tough weekend and one of the most heartbreaking, sad weekends that I have lived through in my 22 years. Which I guess makes me privileged in some sense because I got to go home to my apartment, sit down, have food to eat, have water to drink, and I was safe. Which cannot be said for everybody. But as a country... As we sit back and we watch TV or we scroll through Twitter and and read the news, just about as disheartening of a weekend as you can have. I'd love to talk about sports today. You know what? I'd love to talk about literally anything else. I'd love to share with you my favorite songs and artists right now. I would love to share with you my thoughts on the recipes that I've been cooking. I would love to literally talk about anything else. But 2020 so far has been the year of basically no rules. We're all working from home. We wear our pajamas all day. A beer at 1 o'clock is now a new beer at 5 o'clock. Sports hosts first had to start talking about the pandemic. Now we got to talk about civil rights and issues of race and political issues. There are no rules. There are no rules, which is why if you're not a caller to sports radio or talk radio at all, if you're not a texter, I would challenge you to break from the norm and to be strange because 2020 has been a strange year. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom 
talk and text line. I want to have a conversation with you because as a white man who falls in the majority in a town where we are the overwhelming majority, we have a very, very important role to play as the majority because, you know, that's how decisions are made. That's how things move forward. That's how progress is made by the majority coming to a conclusion, right? Coming to an agreement. Think of how our government works. It doesn't take a two-thirds minority to veto the president. It takes a two-thirds majority. So as a white man and as a member of the majority, and, and I'm assuming this extends to most of our listeners as well, at least in the lacrosse area, we have a really, really important role to play. And, and I'm asking you to call or to text or, or at least to think if you're not comfortable doing one of those two things. I'm asking you to engage with the material because we have to stop playing dumb. This is one of my pet peeves, and I talk about it a lot on the show as it relates to sports, which is a much more trivial, much less important subject. We need to stop playing dumb. As white people, we cannot act like this is not our problem, like it's not a big deal, like it's going to go away. Because if we treat it as a weekend inconvenience, then it is going to become a weekend inconvenience. And trust me, this thing is going to happen in the next month, in the next year, and we're going to be right back to square one. Our country is going through an incredible time of pain and hardship and suffering. And for this last weekend, not just in the Twin Cities, but all over the country to go for not would be an incredible waste of life, of energy, and just, and just heart power. Don't you guys' hearts just feel worn down after this last week? As white people, as the majority, we have to stop playing dumb and acting like this isn't our problem. And I understand if you didn't pack up all your stuff and drive to the Twin Cities to protest this weekend. That's fine. I understand that. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to open your mouth or at least open your mind and engage with the subject material, with the current situation. I don't want to hear people say, well, I'm not qualified to speak on the topic. I'm not educated to speak on the topic. Well, first of all, have you been on Facebook or Twitter? Since when is an education a prerequisite for opening your mouth on anything? But if you're not educated on the topic, get educated on the topic. If you don't feel confident to speak on this, I understand that. It's a tough, it's a tough conversation. But get as comfortable as you can so you can open your mouth and we can start to tackle this as a human race, as a country. Read authors and writers from the black community, empower them, share their voice, lift their voice up, watch television shows and news shows and movies that not only feature black actors, but are written and produced by black writers and producers. Listen to radio programs and to podcasts and interviews with black voices and black leaders. Equip and educate yourself to have this difficult conversation. This conversation is not going to get easier. It's a difficult conversation to have for a white man. Because I, I, I cannot put my, myself in the shoes of, 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 of these people, of how they are feeling at this time. I can listen to them, and I can read what they have to say, and I can hear what they have to say, and I can stand by them, and I can use this platform to, to foster this discussion. That doesn't mean it's an easy conversation to have. But we need to equip and educate ourselves to have this difficult conversation. I have two quotes for you. I think both really apply to this situation. Both really apply to this situation. Number one is from Martin Luther King. And a lot of people who are very against, especially the riots and the unrest and the more violent, ugly forms of protest that have been happening, which despite what your news station or your favorite account on Twitter to follow to get your news, despite what they're telling you, the overwhelming majority of these protests have been peaceful. 
But everybody has cited Martin Luther King Jr. saying only love can foster love, not hate, right? We all love that little nugget. Well, if you keep reading and you read more of what Martin Luther King had to say, he actually seemingly predicted exactly the situation. And he speaks to the white majority on this. This is the quote I want to share with you. First, I must confess that over the past few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I think that sums up most of us, right? The white moderate. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klan, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice. One who says, I agree with the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action. Essentially, the biggest obstacle to black folk in our country reaching equal status and just reaching equality and fairness is the the biggest obstacle is us saying, well, I agree with what you're saying, but you burned down a building, so I'm not going to listen. Martin Luther King talked about this before he was killed. This was years and years and years ago. That's why we need to start making progress here. Because we're not going anywhere. 608-796-2558. That's the five-star telecom talking text line. Let's go to the five-star telecom talking text line. Caller, how are you doing? It's been a tough weekend. It has been. Uh, this is Barry in lacrosse. Um, I want to thank you for having the conversation. Um, it's a hard one to have. It is. I think um, the, the problem that I see is, you know, we live in a world of gray. It's not black and white. And... People can't just come together and have a conversation and, and hear one another without trying to respond and, and, and impose your own opinion on somebody. So I think having a conversation about everything is a good thing. Um, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I'm a father, and I feel like um, my heart hurts when I think about having to have a conversation with, you know, my son about what, he might see on TV, and then I think of, you know, a black father who has to have the same conversation and how that must go. I can't imagine that at all. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at, and uh, I don't really know what else to say. And, and you know what, Barry? That's exactly okay. Sometimes I don't know what to say either. As, as I have to talk for a whole hour. That doesn't mean I always know what to say, and I appreciate your call, Barry, and, and, and thank you for your, your compliment. This is really all I got. This is my platform. This is how I can add value. I didn't drive to the cities this last weekend to protest, and I wouldn't expect all of you to do the same. However you are moved to move our country in the right direction, that's all we can do. We can use the platform and the resources we have at hand. This is my platform. And let's be real. It's pretty convenient. I guess this is the positive way to look at it. It's pretty convenient that sports aren't going on right now because maybe that makes us stare at this issue in the eye rather than watching a baseball game and thinking, man, protests are getting ugly up in the Twin Cities. Right, And then we watch the Brewer game and, and we use that as an escape. Maybe it is a good thing that during this time, shows like this don't have sports to talk about. We don't have to talk about the Brewer starting rotation. We can have this uncomfortable and, and not easy conversation, but I think Barry kind of hit it on the head, right? Think about the difference between a white man and a white dad talking to his children versus the conversation and the life experiences that a black family has to go through. Conversely, it's not easy. A couple of texts I want to get to, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, Terry, I appreciate your text. She says, Grant, you have a great show. We were living in crazy times. The murder was horrible. Uh, The protests are way out of hand at this point. All lives matter, and these thugs need to be put away. Terry uh, from Waterville, Iowa. Terry, I appreciate the text. 
I appreciate your honesty. It's okay to believe that the murder of George Lloyd was terrible and wrong and needs to be punished and believe that these protests, I, I wouldn't say protests have gone too far. I would say the riots have gone too far because they are two different things and, and language is powerful in that way. It's okay to recognize both. It's 100% okay to, on one hand, believe that a black man was murdered and there needs to be justice and progress after the fact. And it's also okay to believe that these riots are unproductive and getting out of hand. I would I would remind you and encourage you, Terry, and anybody else who feels the same way about the unrest going on, especially in big cities uh, around our country, to do your research and, and, and to try to fully understand what's going on because there's multiple groups at play coming from multiple angles. And I think the people who live in these communities, like in the Twin Cities, are protesting peacefully. They don't want to destroy their own community. What purpose does that serve? A lot of people have been traveling around from state to state, from groups with an agenda, far left groups, far right groups. Don't make this a black and white issue any more than you have to, right? This isn't a black versus a white issue in the literal sense. It's a right and wrong issue. But in the figurative issue, black and white, it's a lot more than just protesters burning down buildings. There's a lot more at play. I appreciate your text, Terry. Uh, Rob says this. I'm going to say this is my piece. I understand why the people are protesting all over our great country. There are countries where if you protest, you get shot or killed or thrown in jail in uh, in the text of your life and, a, and as a terrorist for the most part. I can also see the side of the argument where they feel like they are next. Now, I'm going to say this. They don't have the right to burn things and loot things from stores. Exactly. I am a white person uh, and my best friend is a black person. I am not a qualified person for this topic. I hope you enjoy your day. Rob, it's completely and it's completely okay to admit everything you just admitted. Just the same with Terry, right? It's okay to believe that that murder was horrible. And I'm, and I'm thinking 99% of our country is hopefully on board with, with that concept. And it's also okay to say that these riots have gone too far. But Rob, I think you hit something right on the head in your text by saying, I, I understand these people probably feel like they could be next. That's exactly how they feel. And I think Barry hit that on his call as well. Imagine having to have a, a, a conversation with your son or daughter after somebody their age was just killed unlawfully by police, someone who was unarmed, wasn't doing anyone any harm, and just ended up getting killed, was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So yeah, Rob, I, I, I think you completely understand the way that they feel and why they're doing what they're doing, as much as a white man who isn't exactly in the group to, to, to speak on this, although we are speaking on this. I, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. We're going to continue this conversation going up next. I want to hear from a Packer player. Billy Turner, the Packers right guard, did an awesome job speaking on this on his Instagram account. I want to share about a 60 second uh, little interview with you. And I also do want to talk about baseball before the end of the show today as well. Um, I Look, I was prepared to talk baseball for about 20 minutes today. And then right before the show started, we get some breaking news and little detail by detail by detail has been leaked out. So hopefully by six o'clock, we can come to a consensus about what's going on with baseball. Just like we can hopefully come to a bit of consensus on what's going on uh, in our country all over the place. The Wisco Sports Show going to be back in a couple of moments. Don't go anywhere. We're having some good conversation today. My name is Grant Bills. Thank you for being here. More coming up next on WKTY. The Wisco Sports Show rolls on here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Thanks for hanging out. I, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're able to relax and be at peace. It's been a very uh, stressful and and just this weekend wore me down. Feels like my heart is worn down. And normally when Monday rolls around, I'm excited because I have all these thoughts. I have all these arguments. I have all this beef that I want to get on air and I want to yell about. I want to talk about and crack jokes about. And I didn't feel that way when I woke up this morning. And I still don't feel that way. 
And today's show's been a little bit non-traditional. I, I don't really have a script, a specific rundown. I don't really have a specific plan. I read a ton and wrote notes and tried to take in as much as I could over the weekend. But this is kind of a blank slate today, and I appreciate you hanging out and giving me the time of day, and, and I appreciate Rob and Terry and Victor for texting in, and Barry called in and, and was brutally honest. Look, I don't have the answer to what's going on in our country right now. I'd like to think that I have some ideas on how I can be better and how I can make progress myself. And if everybody does that, right, then the country's going to move in the right direction. But I come from a position of privilege as a white man who's never really had to experience these things before. So we're talking about it, and it's a difficult conversation to have, but it is the only responsible conversation to have today, even though this this is a, a sports show. I think it's interesting that all of this happened while no sports are being played. Now, as I said earlier on in the show, I'm a Christian, I'm a religious man, so I believe that things happen for a reason. I know there are people who aren't religious that believe that things happen for a reason. I think that's a pretty a pretty generic sentiment that we all share, regardless of our values and beliefs. It's interesting that this happened while no sports are being played. Because we've had this happen in the past, where some racial injustice uh, or, or case of police brutality has happened during the NBA season or the NFL season, and it's led to protests or t-shirts or Colin Kaepernick kneeling on the sideline. And in this case, I think it's better for our country, that there are no sports going on. And yeah, there's nothing to distract us. There's nothing to to give us some sense of normalcy, which I, I can speak to my mental health and the way I've been feeling. It hasn't been easy for me. I can only imagine how some are feeling. But I think in the long run, it's better that this happened while no sports are being played because we don't have an easy out. We can't simply say, hey, stick to sports. When LeBron James wears a t-shirt that says, I can't breathe, we simply can't say, stick to sports. Or we can't say, shut up and dribble. Or we can't tell Colin Kaepernick, in the words of our president, not in my words, to get that son of a you-know-what off the field. We don't have that out. We don't have that parachute to pull. And without sports going on, without really anything going on right now, because remember, we're still living in a pandemic. There's nothing to distract us. There's nothing to derail us. We have to stare this issue directly in the eye. And I hope you are staring it in the eye, and you're not just waiting for this to pass. Because if we treat it like a dark cloud that's going to pass over, yeah, that's fine. But if you know anything about weather in Wisconsin, you wait five minutes, the weather's going to change. If we treat this like a a storm, like a thunderstorm, well, we're going to have another one next week. And I don't think the the response is going to get weaker. I think it's going to get stronger. So if you guys don't like protests and you don't like riots, well, we better get this right. And we better start to think and, and have a discussion about this right now. And I think it's a good thing that sports aren't being played right now because we can't simply say, stick to sports. We don't have that out. We don't have that parachute to pull. We have to stare this thing right in the eye. Billy Turner, speaking of sports, a lot of athletes have been stepping up and making statements, you know, posting videos, posting quotes. I thought, you know who really killed it from the NFL is Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. I understand the NFL's had issues and is having issues getting uh, uh, coaches of, of minority coaches into positions of power. That's why the Rooney rule is in effect. They need to wrap their arms around Brian Flores and put that man in in every position to be successful, to hear his voice. Give him a platform because his statement killed it and other franchises are following suit. I thought Packers right guard Billy Turner did a really, really good job. This was on his Instagram. And I, I think we need to stop making this an issue of right and left, of black and white. And it's just about humans, in my opinion, versus 
inhumans, right versus wrong. People who have this figured out and want to love and support their neighbors and, and their fellow human beings and people who don't. And I think Billy Turner did a really good job addressing this where some of our leadership right now is taking the opposite route. Say what you want about Donald Trump, but he's not exactly a guy to unite people. It's not really his his brand. A little bit more of a divisive figure. I thought Billy Turner took the opposite route, and I think this is beautiful. It's about a minute long. Check it out. I have a heartbeat. My heart circulates the blood through my entire body. If you cut me, I will bleed. And what color is that blood? That blood is red, just like the blood that circulates through every human on this planet. No matter their race, their nationality, their ethnicity, white, black, Mexican, Asian, Middle Eastern, it does not matter. I am a human too. Why does the color of my skin the texture of my hair, or people that look like me. Why does that offend people? Why does that make them nervous? What is it about the color of my skin or the texture of my hair that threatens people? Something about the Green Bay Packers and really smart, well-spoken offensive linemen. Between TJ Lang, right, and David Bakhtiari, and Billy Turner, J.C. Treader, who's a high-up, at the NFLPA and is constantly making statements and putting out messages on his Twitter account. Billy Turner put that really simply. And you might think, well, he made it about anatomy. Obviously, everybody bleeds the same color. And we're all, we're all cut from the same cloth, essentially. I paraphrase there. Those aren't his words. And you might think that's an oversimplification. I think our country needs an oversimplification right now. I think it's time our country stops muddying up the waters between right and left, between inner city and rural between North and South and just looks at this issue for what it is. And it's a simple issue of the mind. Why is it some people perceive somebody with different hair or different skin or a different way of talking? What's so offensive to people about that? And I thought Billy Turner said, you know, we don't have to make this any more complicated than it needs to be. This is a simple human issue. Not black and white. It's, not, it's, it's, it's right or wrong. It's human or inhuman. And as the white major, majority, and I, and I speak to most of our listeners in lacrosse, and I'm, and I'm not making a blanket statement. I want to be inclusive. I'm sure we have people who are listening that aren't white. And, and you're fighting your own battle right now. But I speak to the majority because that's the group that I'm a part of. It's our responsibility just as much as it is theirs. Majorities make decision. A veto in Congress is not a two-thirds minority. Or a one-third minority. I don't think a two-thirds, I don't think a two-thirds minority is, is a thing. It's a majority. A majority makes the decision. And that's part of the responsibility that you get being a white person who falls into that majority. It's a responsibility. You get a lot of privileges. You got a little got a lot of perks being in the majority, including just walking outside and feeling like you're not out of place. That is a privilege that I get to experience every single day. And now it's time to put that privilege aside and, and actually take on some responsibility. And we carry a lot of responsibility as the majority because if we don't get things done, it's not going to get done. It's not going to get done. And I think our country has a little bit of a leadership problem right now. I, I was reading before the show about what happened in Louisville. There were multiple people shot. 
There was one man killed, an innocent man who owned a barbecue restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky, and he was struck by a stray bullet. And the police chief was fired because not a single police officer had their camera on, interestingly enough. And he was canned, as he should be. And that's a good sign of accountability. But between what's going on in Hennepin County, the discrepancy between the autopsy reports, what's going on in the White House, and once again, this is not, this isn't a, a right or left issue. This isn't a policy issue. Think of where we've gotten in this presidency to the point where we don't even really expect or desire a press conference or a statement from our president. Think if George Bush was president. Say what you want about George Bush, but you know what he did after 9-11? He got on TV and he stared America in the eye and he spoke to us like we were his family. And he said, we're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. He got us feeling like things were going to get better. And he threw out a first pitch at a Yankees game. And he was our president. Say what you want about Obama and his left-leaning policies. Maybe you don't like what he did with health care. Maybe you don't like what he did with taxes. It doesn't matter. But Obama would get on camera. He would sit down and look America in the eye and make us feel like everything was going to be okay. And I think it speaks volumes right now that nobody's really looking to Donald Trump. We're not like, hey, Donald, do you want to? You know what? Actually, Donald will figure it out. You, you just, you just, you can just hang out in the, in the White House, chill on Twitter. We'll figure this out. Let's continue to talk about leadership a little bit, and I want to circle back to how we started the show. Screw baseball. We'll talk about it tomorrow. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Back after this to wrap things up on WKTY. Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. So I made the mistake of going on Twitter over the break. I don't know why I did that. But I guess Donald Trump is speaking now, which I, I, don't, I don't really know why we need to... I don't know why we need that. Like, we'll, we can figure things out by ourselves. You know, something I also noticed while I was on Twitter, and I, and I wanted to make mention of this, and if there's some police officers listening, first of all, thank you for listening. I, I'm. This is not an anti-police show. This isn't an anti-protest show. That Like, I, I told the texter earlier, it's okay to recognize multiple facts at once, right? There's not only one truth. This is a, This is a very deep and complex issue. It is okay to recognize the unfair death and police brutality of what happened in the Twin Cities and what's happened in in all over the country, really. It's okay to recognize that and be upset about it. That doesn't make you anti-police, right? It makes you anti that situation and maybe makes you think we need police reform to make sure this doesn't happen, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily hate police officers. It's okay to think that burning down buildings is bad. That doesn't mean you need to be anti-protesters, that you need to be anti the cause. There's many truths at play here, and it's okay to recognize them all. However, if there are any police officers listening, I, I, I just want to float this idea, and maybe it's something to chew on. You know what I've noticed is that in towns where protests have remained peaceful and, and, and where the protests have actually been really moving, there has been some sort of police involvement. Whether these police officers have actually marched with protesters or sat down to speak with protesters, I watched a video in, in, in Waukesha today. Protests remain peaceful. And the police got involved and marched with the protesters. I I don't think protesters are looking to go to war with police right now. I think they want their message to be heard. And if police are going to intimidate them and stand in their way, then those protesters feel passionate enough at this moment that, that that's a battle that's worth taking on. I don't think peaceful protesters whose heart and mind are in the right place are going out there looking to get combative with police. And that's why the most fruitful and I think most impactful protests are the ones where the police are involved because it shows we're all on the same team. It's, it's a source of unity 
rather than a source of divisiveness. But yeah, if, if you could avoid going on Twitter or turning on the TV, it looks like it looks like President Trump is speaking and things are getting real nasty outside the White House. Big escalation by police in, in Washington, D.C. right now. But yeah, I would I, I look, I try to keep myself in the loop without without going over the top. I try to. All right. 60 seconds. I'm going to scroll through Twitter. Make sure I'm not missing something huge. Make sure I got the gist of what's going on. Then I'm going to put it away because I can't handle it. My heart can't handle it. Right? It's exhausting, and it happens over and over and over again. And I've never had an issue with the police here in La Crosse. I'm a white man. That's not exactly saying a lot. But I, I, I wonder if the La Crosse Police Department or any people in position of power in law enforcement in La Crosse are, are noticing this and thinking, okay, you know, what can we do to move this community in the right direction? And I know we had a huge demonstration on, it was, it was Saturday night, correct? Or was it Friday? It was Friday night, Friday night. Started in Riverside Park, went through downtown, and remained peaceful by and large. And I wasn't down there to be able to see it, but I'm assuming that's because the police did a good job, right? And as much as we want to hate on police officers for what happened in the Twin Cities and what happened in Baltimore and what happened in Louisville and what's really happening way more frequently than it should be, and that's a sobering reality of of the world we live in and an example of progress we need to make. But I also think we need to give credit to the police forces and the people in leadership positions in law enforcement that have figured out a way to work with protesters and actually drive progress together to pull the rope in the same direction. Now, like I said, I don't know the details of what happened on Saturday. I saw pictures, and I looked out the window here at the station. I saw some people in the park, and it looked really powerful. But why do we have to act like police and protesters are at odds here? Because I don't think that's the case. We're all trying to move in the same direction I don't think protesters should be viewing police as an obstacle, and I don't think police should be viewing as protesters as, as something that they need to slow down or prevent. We're working in the same direction, and it's really, really cool to go on social media. Waukesha was an example today. I believe it was in Flint, Michigan. The same thing happened. It was, it was beautiful, where I, it was a police officer actually took off all his gear and walked with the protesters. And you know what? The protesters loved it because that's what they want. They don't want to get into a battle with police. Where tear gas and rubber bullets go flying. We're all working in the same direction. As many reasons as we have to be divided right now, and this has been as divisive of a couple of years in politics as I can remember, we have a lot of reasons to be united as well. And I think the best, the best protesters, the most well-spoken protesters, the best community organizers, the best people in law enforcement are figuring out a way, even at a time where it seems like everybody is odds, to, to try to figure out a way to pull in the same direction. And that's really cool. That's what I'll leave you with today. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about baseball and hopefully start to move in the right direction with some of this uh, some of this really difficult conversation. I appreciate you who called in and texted in today and, and put yourself out on a limb as a member of the white majority speaking about a really difficult issue. And I appreciate you. Uh, Barry and Terry, and, and I, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm going to miss a couple of people. But I appreciate you all who chimed in today and and, and made this show what it was today. So let's continue to have this conversation. We'll continue tomorrow, same time, same place, here on the Wisco Sports Show. Talk to you then.